Welcome to Coffee with Casey. My name is Casey Sampson. We come to you every Thursday morning. We got a lot to talk to today. Today's very, very important show. We are going to talk about the most powerful tool in a marketing arsenal, which is now very evident to be the secondary buyer pool. And the secondary buyer pool <clears throat> is where the magic happens. That's where a lot of big prices come in. A lot of big offers come in. A lot of buyers. It's the difference between fishing on the MLS and catching on the secondary market. So the first market is the multiple listing service. And the second market is social media, LinkedIn, Facebook, da, 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 all the things that are going on, targeting and identifying who potential buyers are, right? So, so that is... That's what we're going to talk about today. We'll go take a quick look at the market. And I'm going to show you something so amazing, the power of what this has. Um, it, it's it's really quite remarkable. So, so let me go ahead and, and uh, take you for a little spin out here. Let's take a look at the market first, okay? So <clears throat> I've broken Fairfax County into two groups. If you shoot down Route 66, everything on the north of Fairfax, Vienna, McLean, uh, Centerville is basically where, where we work all up and down that corridor in Fairfax County. So I'm just kind of looking at the growth of listings in northern Fairfax County. So that's up 36%. Great sign. Last year, we were down 30 to 40% in inventory. So we really have a focus on is the inventory coming back right now? 36% in Fairfax County for the last 30 days. 8% in Loudoun. Prince William, been down all year, still down 2% for the last 30 days. Arlington, up 10%. So the average, we're up 13%, which is about the level of 2022. You know, not spectacular, but we'll take it, as long as it's not still going down. Now, let's take a look at the absorption of all of these listings. <clears throat> and I want to be very specific on how I classify this. The absorption rate means if... Um, 100 houses went on the market. How many went on the mar uh, went under contract in the in that 30 day period? 50 percent. So if you put it on, 50 percent of the homes go under under contract in Loudoun County and Prince William County, 66, 68 percent. So a good portion of the homes going on the market are going under contract, but. There's a big difference between that absorption rate and the quality of the inventory. So let's say I break this down by town, so I can't do it by county. I break it down by town. So Vienna's up 52%. Of that, of those homes, of those 47 homes that went on the market, how many of those went under contract? But if you throw out all the ones that were overpriced, just throw out the ones that were stupid priced, like Let's say the average is, and I'm going to show you here in a minute, the average is 115% of assessment. And somebody puts a house on at 140% of assessment, 149% of assessment. I'm not counting those. I just want to know how many of the qualified listings went under contract in that 30-day period. 86%. Now, I ran it this morning. It's 92%. I didn't have time to change this. 92% of the homes that were listed in the past 30 days have now gone under contract. Right now, again, there's more houses than that. They're sitting and not selling, but they were overpriced. I'm not interested in those houses. I'm only interested in if I put a house on 
and 115% of assessment. How, how is that going to do? It has a 92% success rate. Okay. Now that's fishing. That's not catching. That's fishing. And I'm going to explain that here in a minute. Okay. So, so you, as long as you don't overprice, you're in great shape. Now I'm going to show you how horrific it is when people do overprice, but let's just stay with this for a minute. If I'm in Ashburn and I put my house on at a reasonable price, I got 93% chance that that's selling. That is a super seller's market, very strong. I'd be very excited to sell in any of these markets. As long as you don't get carried away, you can get in some multiple contracts, okay? So let's just say that the market right now is a seller's market unless, you're, unless you get stupid and overprice the house, okay? And with that, let me bring in this group, all right? So I have a house, house is going on the market, $2 million. So I said, give me everything over 1.5 in Vienna and Oakton. Let's see how that market is doing. How are all the homes in that market going to do? Because I have to, you know, get my listing ready and figure out where it's going to be priced and whatnot. So this is the active homes. Now, remember, I just said 92% that are well-priced go under contract. Look at the days on market. Look at all these active homes on the market. I have three homes that are pending. This was a nightmare because it was overpriced. It's been down, 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 down. So I throw that out. And I should say, I have two success stories and I have all of these failures. Look at the withdrawn and expired. Look at how many days they were on the market. And why is that? Well, let's take a look over here. The ones that are pending, and again, throw out the top one because that's that's the nightmare on Kingsley. And you look at it and say, well, the ones under contract are between 105 and 111, 105, 111%, okay. So let's say that's reasonable. Look at the assessments that everybody's on the market with. 145, 199, 130, 163, 127. That's crazy. So I'm not looking and saying, oh my gosh, we've got a lot of competition. No, we don't. We have a lot of very either greedy sellers or, or not unprofessional realtors. Who puts a house on for 148% when everything's selling at 111%? Okay, so let's take a look at this one. See this house right here? That's Verna, okay? It was on for four days. <clears throat> it sold in its fourth day, <clears throat> went under contract, I was at 121. Now I'm going to start talking about the power of that secondary market. So we're going to put it on 121. It's right under $2 million. That's a big buyer pool level. And I think 121 might be a little aggressive, a little aggressive, but it's under that $2 million market. So now we start marketing the property. We start marketing um, Verna when it was incoming soon to see, is that 121 going to hold up or do I have to move it back down? Do I have to adjust that price down, right? So let's take a look at this. So once we put it on coming soon, we're gonna launch on, uh, you know, we're gonna create a custom website, do social media and geofencing. But the first thing actually, it goes on and it goes on to the multiple listing service. Now, when it goes on to the multiple listing service, right? 
you know, everybody that has a stored search for that property goes on and takes a look at it. And I observe the multiple listing service to see how many buyer buyers are in the buyer pool, how many people love that property, and can we depend on the buyers from the MLS to buy this property? And the answer on Verna was no. No. Buyer pool's too small. We only have one buyer that thinks it's a good property. Um, so, you know, are we overpriced? Could be, could be overpriced. But at the same time, we're working the MLS buyer pool. Julie is, and our, our staff is working on the, the secondary buying pool, which is social media. And I don't mean putting it on Facebook. I don't mean just showing your friends it's on Facebook. I'm talking about creating a custom website where they have all the information, brilliant pictures, flambian photography, none of this other stuff, maps, um, you know, all the, the um, hot lists, hot sheet, what we call it, of what the house has. In other words, really pumping that house up online, shooting it out on Facebook and LinkedIn. And, and, and I'm not talking about just putting ads in. I'm talking about targeted ads that are going after people in LinkedIn that are the kind of buyers that we're looking for. In other words, there's two groups. The MLS are groups looking for a house in Oakton under $2 million. That's the buyer pool. But then there's a secondary buyer pool, the ancillary buyer pool that are not looking in Oakton for a $2 million house. Maybe they're looking in Vienna or maybe they're looking in McLean or Great Falls or Arlington or Alexandria or DC or Maryland. So <clears throat> this house, this $2 million house in Arlington, $2.7 million. In McLean, about $2.5 million, maybe two six, right? So in these areas that people are looking for houses on this ancillary in our area, it's 20 to 30 minutes to the east. That's where the employment center is in Washington, DC and Arlington. So, so we're reaching out and targeting and using geofencing and very sophisticated stuff. We're sending it out to the secondary market and introducing them to this house. How's that going to do? How's that work out? Well, after looking at, at the first buyer pool of the MLS, I was very concerned, very concerned. So, you know, I don't think he's going to make it. I don't think he's going to make it. And then we looked at the at the Google Analytics and saw that 250 people were looking at this website. And people were loving it and commenting on it and setting up showings to come see it. So we 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 saw very powerful feedback on this marketing, right? They all came to the website. And we're looking at the website. And then we saw how many people were on social media looking at it, you know, 12,000, 12,000 people, not 150, 12,000 targeted buyers that are looking in more expensive places, our kind of people. And we looked down and there was 20 people scheduled to come see this house. Now, remember, I only had one favorite on MLS, which tells me that nobody's looking. That's, that's dead in the water. And somehow we got 20, eventually 22 people were scheduled to come see that house. 
Then at that point, we knew, okay, stop. We definitely have the buyer pool, the social media, the se secondary market has come through. Everybody's coming from the secondary market, not the primary market. And the reason I'm mentioning this is because most realtors will stop the marketing process, put in the MLS, the MLS has buyers. If somebody wants your house in Oakton for under $2 million, they're in the MLS. Really, not in Oakton, maybe not looking in Oakton. Maybe they're looking somewhere else. We need to bring them into our area, right? So this secondary market delivered 22. 30 people came, or uh, he said it'd be 30 or 40 people came to the open house. We had 10 contracts, 10 contracts on this house. Now, let me go back. This is the market we're this is the market that we're in, right? Look at the days on market. Look at the actives. I've got two homes that may have done it right. And look at everybody else. Ten contracts? Ten contracts, hundreds of thousands of dollars over list price, no home inspection, no appraisal, no financing contingencies. We'll see you on March the 4th. Secondary market has the power. Now, we always run dual tracks, obviously. And um, yes, our houses sell quick and... Let me give you another example. We had a house, uh, Fairfax Station. Nobody's looking for a house in Fairfax Station at 2.25 million. So we do social media and we do the same thing everywhere else. Somebody from is looking in McLean, doesn't even know where Fairfax Station is, comes and buys it all cash. All cash. We have somebody in Alexandria buy a house, not looking in Alexandria. They spent 2.4 million on a 2.25 million dollar house, 150,000 over less price. Wasn't looking at Alexandria, looking at Arlington, but he saw it on social media when we planted it on his Wall Street Journal webpage. He's looking at his Wall Street Journal. He sees this house. Been looking at Arlington for a year. The stories go on and on and on. When we are putting on a a a, a house in Virginia run. I'm not looking at Virginia run. Are there people in Virginia run that want to buy that house? Absolutely. Yep. They may need to move up or move down or, you know, but they love that area. Everybody loves that area. But if you take that house, which is going to sell at $900,000 in Vienna, it's worth 1.3 million. And you introduce that house to buyers looking in Vienna saying, I just can't find the house I'm looking for. It's just, you know, I need 3,000 square feet. I need four bedrooms. I need three and a half baths. I need this. I need that. I'm a need buyer. And you're looking in Vienna. I want Vienna, but I need that house. And all of a sudden, it's introduced onto your Facebook or Instagram. There it is. You mean I can have that house for 900,000, not 1.3 million? Right. Yeah. Okay. That is the power of the secondary market. And it all has to do with catching instead of fishing. I'm explaining that right now. Right? I've said it before. 
Some of you have already heard this, so you can go get your coffee. <clears throat> well, I give this analogy, but there's a big difference between catching and fishing. And, and what we do as realtors is exactly like the captain of a fishing ship, exactly like it. So basically we went out one time offshore at the Outer Banks and we're gonna go out. And uh, last time we were out, we got a ton of dolphin, ton of dolphin. We went out to the blue water, got a ton of dolphin. Gulf Stream. So this time we go out and we're fishing for tuna. And he says, now we're going to fish for tuna. The dolphin not in yet. We're not going to get dolphin. We're just going to go after the tuna. It's like, okay. Three hours go by. We have one tuna. Sucks. I'm like, can we go to the blue water and get some dolphin? He yelled at me this time because first mates aren't exactly hired for their personality or their tact. And he yelled at me and goes, we are not going for dolphin. It's like, okay, whatever. So a couple things. All of a sudden, the captain, he gets something on the on the microphone up there. He's talking, squawking it, and he yells down to the first mate. The first mate yells to us, says, get all your reels in. So we're reeling everything in as fast as we can. He gets all the reels. He hooks them up, secures them. He gets them in the back. He comes out. He's got new reels, new, new, uh, new poles. And he threw the bait in the back, and he got new bait out here. Now, a couple of things I want to, I want to talk about here when we talk about fishing versus catching. He's using a different reel for different fish. And he's using different bait for different fish. So you really need to know what kind of fish you're going after to know what kind of bait you're going to use, right? So, of course, he, the captain floors it. We take off. And it's like, I looked at Kevin. And I went, he found dolphin. We're going to get some dolphin, right? And sure enough, he shuts the engines down. And we look out. And we see the little red seaweed sitting on top, which means they're down below. And we look over the edge. And I can see him hundreds hundreds of dolphin and they have the beautiful green backs and yellow bellies and it's like the most spectacular thing you've ever seen and for the next hour we're catching we're not fishing we're catching we're throwing them on the boat and basically the whole key with this is the smaller ones are on top and the bigger ones are down in the bottom so the first mate is tying weights on these and he's firing them into the water because we're trying to get the 30, 40 pounders at the bottom of the group, not the seven to eight pounders at the top of the group. So we're pulling in and pulling in exhaust. And sure enough, we get a couple big fatties, you know, a big 30, 40 pounders. Feels like you're pulling a Volkswagen off the bottom. That's fun. Catching is fun. Turns out we had 450 uh, pounds worth of dressed mahi-mahi, right? This is the exact same thing. Now I have a house that's going on the market right now. 1.85 million, beautiful house, gorgeous house. Gonna sell at or above, right? But the buyer pool is not really responsive yet. It's not a big enough buyer pool at 185. We're fishing. At 185, we're fishing, right? I'm gonna drop it to 1799. Now, 1799, that's a massive threshold where there's a lot of fish in the, a lot of buyer pool under $1.8 million. So now we've gone from fishing to catching. And now the goal is not just to throw the fish up on the boat, not just to bring buyers in, but we want the big ones. We want the biggest contracts we can possibly get our hands on. At Verna, when you have 10 contracts and you have 40 people in an open house, that's catching. That is not fishing, right? So... You know, the, and, and the point I want to make is that 
the guy used different bait for the tuna. So when we sit down with Julie in a marketing meeting and we start talking about these houses we're going to do, we need to know who is the buyer pool and where are they? Where is the buyer pool, right? How old are they? What are they looking for? When Morgan and Colby and Billy and everybody are fixing these houses up, who's our buyer? Is it going to be a 50-something or a 60-something or is it going to be a 30-something? If it's a 30-something, we're going to set the house up one way. If it's a 50 or 60-something, we're going to set it up an entirely different way. Plus 55 community, we're not going to do the same things, right? So we need to know what kind of bait and tools we're going to need in order to get to each individual buyer pool. But our job is finding out where the buyer pool is and catching, not fishing, right? So, um, you know, sometimes we'll we'll look at Thompson is going on right now. It had, you know, 15 people that have already scheduled showings. That'll double when we go live. So there's 30. So they'll have 30 people at the open house, 30 people coming in. That number's fine. We can catch from that number. On the other one, we need to go from 1.85 down to 1.8. Now, the house is worth 1.9, probably. That's what's probably going to bring in is 1.9. So let's see what happens next week when we find out what we really did get for that house. Because next Thursday, we'll know. But, but the seller's agreeing to go to the, after the predictive analysis, go to where the fish are, where they're really, where we're catching, not fishing. Powerful decision on their part. Very powerful decision on their part. So, so that's the goal, folks, right? We want to fit, we want to catch, not fish, we want to catch. And, and how something like this happens is beyond me. I'm, I'm literally flabbergasted. I would commit suicide at 30 days. All these homes are almost over 30 days. I mean, I would just, I don't know how they do it. I don't honestly know how they do it. I don't know what they're thinking. So, you know, when I go to a, um, when I go to a seller's house, there is a stress level involved that we need to be cognizant of, you know, where's the stress? It's like, I've lived in this house for 30 years. This is going to be a nightmare to de get decluttered. No problem. Got an expert for that. Well, we have a, have a divorce case. You know, my wife's leaving me or whatever. It's like, it's okay. Done a hundred of them. Don't worry about it. You know, we represent the house. I know that the two parties are upset. They want to harm each other. They want to emotionally harm each other. They want to financially harm each other. For whatever reason, we're just going to take care of the house. We're going to get as much money for the estate as we possibly can. You guys can fight about it when we're done, but that's our job, right? You know, there are other stress levels. They just lost their parents or the father's going to have to move into an, you know, a home. Somebody's lost a job. So, so a good realtor has three aspects. The first one is empathy. Where is the stress level? What's going on, Right. The second, once we understand that, is we've already put something in place. That's what we'll emphasize to relieve that stress and get this going on. And then if you profession, if you do everything else professionally, if you price it right, if you test the price, 
if you knew the marketing, if you're going after the secondary marketing pool, if you're catching fish, not fit, you know, all of that relieves the stress. Let me ask you something. Do you think those sellers have any stress on them that house has been on the market for 133 days? Do you think those sellers have any stress whatsoever? I'm upset. I don't know how. I don't know how a, a person could say I'm a professional realtor and leave a house on the market for 133 days. In a market, in a market that I just showed you has increased inventory, but 90% of the inventory, if priced correctly, is going under contract. The other 10%, maybe they just didn't fix up the house. Maybe 114 is a good price, but the house is in such poor condition, people are saying, no, nah, it's going to cost too much money to fix it up. So there's, <clears throat> could, could that be the 10%? Absolutely, that's the 10%. But if it's put in the proper condition and it's priced correctly, it's going on the contract 100% of the time. So I can tell you what, last year, and I, I give a lot of credit to Kevin, who is on our pricing team and, you know, he's dedicated to focusing on that pricing model and making sure he's, you know, looked at everything and a hundred percent success rate is off the charts. And that's what we achieved last year. I give a lot of credit to Kevin. You get the right price on it. And the agents are awesome about fixing up the house. They know what they're they know what they're doing, what kind of where they're fishing, you know, what kind of fish they're looking for in their buyer pool. And uh and it's very efficient. So um, you know, a couple things from today that we should know. The market is the inventory is coming back, that everything that is reasonably priced is going under contract, that there are a lot of homes on the market out there that are overpriced and and um people should lose their licenses over this. Um that the secondary market is more powerful, much more powerful than the uh, initial market, which is the MLS, which is what realtors have relied on for years. Now, we need the MLS, still gonna do the MLS, no doubt about it, because that's where that's the hub that we're drawing everybody into, right? We're drawing people to that in the secondary market. But do not be confused. The secondary market is where the money is. The secondary market is where the, that's where the magic happens. Prove that every week. I mean, we prove it every week. The average home that we dropped, if we have to adjust prices and bring it down 50 grand, the average home that we dropped 50,000 made $93,000 over the list price once we had dropped it. Zero homes went off and didn't, you know, didn't sell. So, you know, so that's what we've learned today on Coffee with Casey. My name is Casey Sampson. You can reach me at 703-508-2535 or Casey at CaseySampson.com. See you next week. Bye now.